Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. Don't just brush your teeth, brush your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. And if brushing your teeth makes you cool, consider me Miles Davis. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. And you get to say Bruch. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine with Bruch. No, it's I don't think so. It's actually really sweet. Ooh. I like it. It's got a medicinal flavor. It's mostly honey. Yeah, yeah honey. that's what I really pick up on is a lot of honey. No, I do not like it. Mm. Just a tiny hint. Yum, yum, yum. Tastes like cigar smoke. Michigoni and Degree. All the best podcasts are free. Not a ginger and witty. Playing games and drinking tea. Call a pound stone, never lies. The best podcast for its size. So hang out with your new best friend. Hello, welcome to Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Where some world record holders get together, talk about some beer, some real life XP, a rude motorcycle going by, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, recommend something with some games. Yeah, video games. That's one of the reasons we're here. That's like in the name of our podcast name. Okay, I guess it's kind of obvious. <laughs> I'm Ginger. My name is Willie, and I'm a great magician. Your shirt is red. Not you, Ginger. Yours is green, but the listener's shirt. I just made the listener's shirt turn red. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest today. Haas Bossman from Breadsheets. Welcome. Yo, what's up? Hoss Bossman <laughs> in the house. Uh, yeah, my shirt. I don't know if you're talking about my shirt. My shirt's pink. It's a very, very like <laughs> faint sort of pink color. Maybe I shouldn't do. I did put up on uh, the Twitters a, a poll like an hour ago. Like, should I do a bit? And I guess I already have broken. I was going to like, I think <laughs> last I checked it, uh, pretend to be mad was on there. But I don't know. I can't really... <laughs> I literally was going to ask that. You're pretending to be mad, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at it. It's okay. <laughs> My magic must be weak if it only turned his shirt pink. Yeah, it's very faint pink, <laughs> you, too. You have to practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Ginger, you're cr- looking to crack a beverage. What you got? Yeah, I have this wild basin, boozy, sparkling water. By Oscar Blues. It's a strawberry coconut flavor. They have, like, no sugar in it, so... So it's a boozy seltzer? Not like a canned mixed drink? It's a water. It's a water. I guess. Whatever. Seltzer, water. It has alcohol, and it's clear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's okay. (laughs) It's not that good. (laughs) 
Like, I bought a 12-pack of this, and the first one I had, which was a black raspberry, was the best. So, the rest of them were just okay. They were drinkable, but just okay. Black raspberry is usually a good flavor. Are y'all big on the, the seltzer, the alcoholic seltzer train that has come into town the past few years here, it seems? Not huge. We're starting to find a couple that we like, but I personally dislike most of them. <laughs> There's a local brewery here that makes some really good ones. Well, mm. two of them. Yeah. There's Speciation, which if you can get a hold of that here in Michigan, do it because you will not be like disappointed at all. And there's a few from Oddside that they made really good. They have a Moscow Mule seltzer. Love a Moscow Mule. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> it tastes like a Moscow Mule, but it has mm-hmm. way less sugar in it. Sure. <laughs> and it's just really good. I want to get more of that. <laughs> so what do you rate this one? I'm going to rate this one... Two and a half out of five. It's mm-hmm. down the middle. I wouldn't be disappointed if it was in, like, a cooler on the beach. <laughs> but if there was, like, a different, better seltzer, <laughs> I'd take that one. Or water. <laughs> well, Will, what you got? Me? All right, I can go next. You mentioned Odd Side. And I <laughs> saw this one at the store and just had to pick up a rum ham. From Odd Side. So I don't know much about it. There's a picture of a rum ham floating in the water. Is that a real thing? A rum ham? Yeah, that's when you like baste your ham in like pineapple and rum. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah. This is an imperial stout aged in rum barrels with natural flavors added. Ginger, can you pass me a bottle opener? I don't know what kind of natural flavors, though. Pineapple, marchino cherry, ham juice. We'll find out. That's all <laughs> you. <laughs> Definitely rum. <laughs> it's a creamy stout. It's got kind of the barrel woody flavors. There's a lot going on in this beer. Right, well, weird. it is an odd side. Odd side usually has a lot going on in... A lot of their bears. Yeah, and this is one of their premium barrel-aged ones. It was like $7 for a 12-ounce bottle. Damn. You should do pinkies but, up when you drink that shit, then. You know what? I just had to... It, it's sweet, pineapple but like creamy stout. Hmm. That yeah. sounds weird. <laughs> Almost like a pineapple-flavored Guinness-type beer. But also lots of rum. I can kind of picture it. That... that... That might be good. I don't know. Sweet beer is always like hit or miss. Yeah. Especially when mixed with the stout. But the rum and pineapple go good together. So somehow it works. (laughs) I'm glad I only bought one. Um, I'll give it three and a half out of five. All right. Do you have a tasty beverage? Uh, I'm drinking water right now. I can I can go see what we have in the fridge. I forgot to grab a uh, an alcoholic <laughs> beverage, but uh, I'm uh, that's not necessary. I'm not really like much of a drinker. I'm not like sober or anything. I just like don't 
really i used to drink all the time you know i'm a musician so like i used to you know be right. like playing a couple nights a week for a while there for a few years and so you know just like drinking constantly but then you know i just kind of like fell off and don't really like i just never really like think to drink alcohol for some reason i don't know my girlfriend drinks more than <laughs> i do um and but so we usually have like some seltzers and I'll, I'll have one of those or you know a couple of those every once in a while the only ones i've had that i weirdly did not like were the corona seltzers which like i love corona as as a beer and actually like at, when i quit like or just kind of like stopped drinking for a while and like i remember i was like i haven't had a beer in a long time and i i just like had a corona and i was like oh shit this is like what normal people who drink like a uh, you know normal <laughs> human amount uh like they can actually enjoy like the taste of a beer and like just getting a little bit of a buzz from it. So that is kind of nice. Hey, if you feel like you're drinking too much out there, take a little break and then it's like more fun when you, you know, come back to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. We support everyone on their journey. If they don't want to drink a beer, that's cool. We've had lots of different people reviewing juice. New York City uh -huh. water. <laughs> yeah, what kind of water is it? Tap water? This is not tap water. We uh, moved down to a swamp in South Georgia a few months ago. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe the water, the tap water here. I, I drink the tap water here, and it seems fine. And usually tap water is fine. I mean, I I grew up on a farm where we, you know, we had like well water, and people thought it tasted weird, but. I usually think like city water <laughs> kind of has a weird flavor to it, but uh, no, we've been mostly uh, just buying the the jugs, which is like super wasteful. Though I think we should get like a water filter or something like that. Yeah. Refill those big five gallon jugs at the grocery store. Yeah, those are those like uh, water vending machine things. Yeah, I don't know like. Uh -huh. I, places I've lived, just a couple of places, like, it's just, you can't really drink the tap water. Like, it, it has a weird color to it or something, or has, like, a weird uh -huh. smell to it. But, you know, for the most part, <laughs> here, it just kind of, like, you know, doesn't usually, can't really tell much of a difference among, like, different brands of, or types of water or whatever. Um, but, I don't know, I think maybe something psychologically about being in the swamp you know it's like am i drinking some kind of swampy shit or uh -huh. something like that are you gonna turn into swamp man <laughs> <laughs> what's that comic book uh swamp swamp thing is that what swamp it's thing. Called? Thing. Thing. yes yeah. mm. yeah. swamp thing and there's, there's another guy <laughs> called the thing who's like him i yep. think S i think swamp Hoss thing Boston. is a like a swamp thing <laughs> He's like a <laughs> environmentalist um, comic book sort of anti-hero type character, right? Am I thinking of the right? Yeah, just like the Toxic Crusader. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Swamp Thing has like an emotional connection to the crocodiles and the, the cypress moss and everything that lives in the swamp. Just because crocodiles are like reptiles doesn't mean they don't need love. They're adorable, right. toothy dinosaurs. <laughs> Certainly. I there's this uh, video <laughs> I we actually when we first moved here there is a a marsh like like a swamp right behind our that we can see out of our the window of our bedroom and living room and uh the first like month or two we were here there was a alligator that would just like come up for you know 8 hours a day <laughs> just chill like seriously like 20 30 feet away from our back porch and um you know he, we haven't seen him in a while but like 
you know, there were, for a little bit, there were a couple of gators out here and stuff. And they, they are like kind of, I don't know. We've been other places where, you know, down here there's like gators. And if you go a little bit below Atlanta and, um, you yeah. know, always have kind of like a fascination with them. There's some cool YouTube videos of like people who have pet gators and, I think maybe like some of these gators have some sort of developmental issue or something like that because they just do not think to even <laughs> think to like bite people. And so, I mean, it seemed like pretty like good boys, actually. Nice. I wouldn't recommend that as a pet <laughs> personally, but I know. Unless you have way too many pet chickens, you know, then get a pet oh alligator. Goodness. Help even it out. I mean, you could always get a coyote. Oh, wait, the coyote would probably eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with, uh, what's next? Real, Real Life XP. Okay. Hello, come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. My name is Willie. I'm the original Cooking Mama World Champion, and even though I've had close to 5,000 different brews, I always keep hams in the fridge. I'm Ginger. I'm the inaugural... Tetris DS world record setter, and you can usually hear me eye roll at Willie's introductions. Every week, we review a beverage, we talk about a game we've played, we recommend something like a podcast, and we assign points for real life experience. Come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. Found wherever you listen to quality podcasts. So, Ginger, it's time for Real Life XP. TMCR LLC. Um. Let me go first. Um, no, I was trying to think of letters, but yeah, go ahead, go first. We'll skip the rest of the letters. <laughs> GRPVG. Okay, so I got started on my full sleeve. I had a half a sleeve for years, and I. Sat for about four hours, and we got some cactoids on me. No, more Final more like, Fantasy stuff. That was more like three quarters of a sleeve. Yep. <laughs> but we'll see with background and whatnot. Yep. I'm pretty happy. One of them has, like, a little front tooth. <laughs> like, it's so cute. Me and her were in there like, oh my god, look how cute they are. I'm excited. I'm still tired, though, honestly. It kind of took it out of me, even though it was just a little bit, even compared to everything else I have. But... <laughs> it was just a little bit. I only sat through a tattoo, a four-hour tattoo session. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can sit longer, dude. Yeah, I've heard of longer, but... It. But still. All my, like, natural, like, what is it, the agents in your brain that go to pain or whatever, just, they're pretty much gone after four hours. I'm like, no, it fucking hurts. <laughs> Sounds like you need some ketchup. <laughs> sure, I'll just chug some ketchup <laughs> when I'm getting a tattoo. <laughs> hey, have you tried it? Don't knock it no. till you try it. No, I have not. Wait, is ketchup but... supposed to like help with pain or something? No, it has natural <laughs> mellowing agents because it's cooked tomatoes. Huh, I've never heard that before. Like cooked tomatoes <laughs> have like a natural mellowing agent in them. No, that's actually a joke that we stole from yeah, uh, the old Perry Home Companion on NPR. 
Oh. What did they? What was it? Yeah. What was it? The ketchup advisory board. They would have ketchup commercials like every week. Yep. So there I go, it's ruining so your joke by explaining it where we stole it from. That's okay. When Prairie Home Companion was good. <laughs> what uh, didn't uh, that was the Garrison Keeler? Yeah, he was yeah, back before everybody. Back he yeah. was a little handsy. And a little mouthy. Mm. And he should have been punched in his face <laughs> probably multiple times. <laughs> Man, yeah. The, <laughs> so many unexpected people were uh, turned out to be sex pests. Really weird. Well, yeah. when people aren't held accountable, they're just going to keep doing fucked up shit. <laughs> Certainly seems that way. <laughs> so points for the tattoo, you yeah. say? yeah. I got four little cactoids, one scared, running away, this one's throwing this one up to Bahamut, and this one's cheering it on. <laughs> Those are rad as hell. Thanks. I'm pretty happy with them. She did a really good job. I'll say 4,000 points for the four cactoids. I love cactus, too. So For sure. The bottom, like the inside... Of your arm, like, hurt a little more than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a tender spot. Do, do y'all ever, like, post? You have so much ink, like, listeners, people just hearing this. Uh, do y'all ever, like, post your pics of your tattoos on, like, the Twitter account or Instagram or anything? I have. I just retweet a lot of stuff, so it uh-huh. probably gets lost in the void. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't really posted publicly about my cactoids. I just shared it in um, the poetry chat. Poetry chat we're in. (laughs) Well, they look awesome. I just been slow. Thanks. I can't wait till they're healed up. So do you have some real life experience, Haas? Uh, With tats? Um, I have. Or with anything. (laughs) No, just anything you've experienced that you want to get XP that you've done in real life. Well, you know, uh, I would like to get some more tattoos. I only have one. Uh, I have actually the word. I've never, I don't know if I ever, I never really talk about this. I forget about it because it's on my back. But uh, I have the word dude tattooed across my back in like old English lettering from because I was watching the movie Dude, Where's My Car with a friend of mine when we were like 18 and we were like... (laughs) It was me and him and uh, one of our friends who is an artist, and uh, we were like, you know, dude, that would be like a really funny thing if we actually went through with that and got that tattoo. And um, she was like, I'll design it if you guys and and pay for it if you guys will actually do it. And we were like, hell yeah. So that's it's still to this day. I haven't even gotten it touched up or anything, but like I've always you know, (laughs) wanted to get more, but it just never got around to it. (laughs) What does your friend have? He has sweet. Did it. I mean, I don't know if y'all the movie. <laughs> yes, dude, where's my car? Like yes. we we actually reenacted the scene too. Like we uh, didn't know which one we were getting as we were getting them, and <laughs> it was totally just for us. Like it was the three of us: our our artist friend, the two of us, and the tattoo artist. And we just like uh, she picked who got what. Our artist friend who designed them did, and then we didn't know what we were getting, and so. We did all that just so that we could like reenact the scene. It's so stupid, but everybody always said like you're gonna regret that or whatever. I 
do not see myself ever. I mean, I'm 32 now, so I've had it for 14 years, and I've never, I've always like bragged about it. And when I remember that I even have it, you know, I just like forget about it because it's on my back. So I absolutely love that uh-huh. so much. <laughs> and you know, you can always hope that someday the world forgets about the movie, dude, where's my car? And you can just say, uh, it's a big Lebowski tattoo. Yes, exactly. That's people will ask me that. They're like, is that like a reference to Big Lebowski? And I have to, I don't know, I guess it probably disappoints them. But I think because to me, I don't know, maybe I'm a weirdo, but like, I think because Big Lebowski is a obviously a far better movie and a better like cultural touchstone than Dude, Where's My Car? Uh, but I think that kind of makes the tattoo, the fact that it is based on just a shitty movie that not a lot of people remember. I think that makes it kind of like funnier. I don't know. I yep. fucking love it. Yep. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but that's that's really old XP though. Um real life that's XP okay. stuff. Uh I know like um I uh I I put Freon in my car uh this morning actually. Huh. Oh. It's the first time I've ever done that and dude, it so like I said we moved down to South Georgia and it's like and getting up into the 90s here i know y'all are in michigan so um or uh-huh. is grand rapids it's finally starting to get warm okay yeah that's not one of those weird cities in the midwest that is like in two states at once grand rapids right <laughs> no no okay <laughs> i was getting no, confused about those um here's michigan here's grand rapids okay <laughs> Yes, Michigan people point at their hand. <laughs> it's so convenient. Because <laughs> Michigan is kind of hand-shaped, right? Or like palm-shaped. Yep. yep. The bottom one is like a palm, and the upper peninsula looks kind of like a weird deer shape. Okay. So, yeah, but I mean, I know I have my my girlfriend who, you know, we moved down here because she got a job, uh, her first real-life, like, lawyering job. Um, and it's awesome. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Very, uh, she's a public defender. So it's like, you know, super high workload and stuff, but, um, (laughs) you know, kind of pretty, pretty neat. Um, and, uh, so, uh, we moved down here and I mean, it is just like so incredibly hot. Like, I mean, I'm used to the Southern (laughs) summer heat and I hate it really though. Like I've always wanted to move to like someplace in like, you know, Michigan or even like Alaska or something like I, like cold weather everybody always tells me though who is actually from those places where it like gets really cold like you don't actually want that like it really sucks like for there's a window of time where it's like not fun at all you know shoveling the walk and not being able to drive Uh and all that kind of stuff but like i mean i don't know the heat is pretty but yeah i put freon in my car this morning and i was like holy shit it's really that simple to just like make your air conditioner work again. I guess it depends on what's wrong with it. But like I'm so bad with like I don't know how to do anything with, like cars and shit. So like I was just like super proud of that. And I know it seems like a small thing, but it's like it's really fucking hot. And <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna be like thinking about that for like weeks. Like, oh my God, the air conditioning in my car feels really good now. Um so and I think that's that is real just life. Just go XP. out to your car. Yeah. Go out to your car and just fucking cool off. (laughs) Yeah, just chill out there. Save on my electrical bill, you know, gas bill, (laughs) go up, but, you know, whatever. But that is some real life, like, adult XP shit right there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How many points are you going to give yourself for that? Uh, 
27. 2700 right. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I don't like th- put <laughs> bumping it. Yeah. Okay, put a throw a multiplier on it. Um and yeah, two three orders of magnitude uh the ginger multiplier puts on the uh XP points. I don't know, I'm making up rules. I don't know how video game stuff works. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, you got to give yourself some added points for the amazing tattoo. Yep, she threw yes. out the XP multiplier, and now you leveled up a few times <laughs> while you're keeping cool. There we go. Exactly. Hell yeah. Will, what do you got for some XP? Ooh, I played trivia last night, and that was pretty fun. Oud Gallifrey from the Occulte Veritatis podcast, based out of, like, Saskatoon... Canada? Yes, some Canadian town. I don't know exactly, (laughs) but he hosted uh, a Discord trivia night. There were about a dozen people, and he would ask four questions per round, and he'd give you like 30 seconds to respond. And to answer the question, everyone would type in their answer, and he'd count down three, two, one, and then everybody hit send at the same time. (laughs) So everybody's, yeah, he keeps score. It was pretty fun. We did trivia on, like, outer space and Marvel movies, a random category. I was too damn tired to join. (laughs) I was so fucking tired. Wait, did you say it was, was like, online trivia? Yeah, it was online. Uh, The guy from OV Pod set it up, and he's working on his own format so he can do it at bars eventually when they open back up up there. So he's practicing and getting it down, and... He said he had had a couple, um, he he tried to microdose mushrooms beforehand, but he might have macrodosed, and so he's like, (laughs) give me, give me some time when I'm doing the math, because I might have had a couple too many mushrooms, but he did a good job, it was fun. Yeah, he was on an episode of ours. Uh He has one of my favorite podcast voices, hands down. Oud Gallifrey. I'll have to, I'll have to give that a listen. It's a really cool, different topic. Like, just a random topic uh, podcast, and they go yeah. and just do research. Oh, cool. Anything from true crime to ghosts to Pokemon to... To making <laughs> a cake out of actual cum. That wasn't an episode. That was Whoa. a bonus feature. That was a bonus feature, but they did talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I had 35 uh, points in the trivia last night, so I'll just... <laughs> Go for 350 real life XP. That sounds good. Alright. And we'll be right back with some games. <laughs> hey, Will. Yeah? What game you play? I played Spanky's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm different. Spanky's Quest was a 1991 <laughs> Super Nintendo game starring a monkey named Spanky, at least as far as we knew in North America. they changed the title over all right hold on i gotta go look a second to see they changed the title the monkey kind of game is this it's a arcade style platforming game where you're a monkey who throws bubbles up in the air (laughs) and the bubbles uh stun enemies if they hit them but they don't kill them but you can press the bubble or the bubble button and it pops the bubble and it makes it into a sports ball 
If you pop it, if you bounce it on your head, it gets bigger and changes color. And if you pop the first small bubble, it's one baseball that can kill an enemy. If you bounce it again, it turns into a stream of basketballs that can kill enemies. If you bounce it a third time, and it hits an, it becomes a volleyball. And if it hits an enemy, it's kind of like a bomb explosion with like volleyballs flying around where it hit an enemy. I'm so confused. <laughs> and then if the and monkey I've watched him play this game. <laughs> and then if the monkey bounces it a final one more time, it gets to its final form. Where then if you pop it, it turns into a bunch of basketballs that spread out and go all over. And so all the balls are what you use to kill the enemies. The enemies are fruits like. There's strawberries. <laughs> There's strawberries that comb their hair. There's the orange Julius. Throw the basketball at the at the strawberry to kill it, or volleyball, or yeah. whatever kind of sports ball. Yeah, if you hit one of the fruits with a bubble, it stuns the enemy. And if you hit them with a sports ball, it kills them. You can move left and right and jump, but you can't jump on the enemies or touch them. The only way to kill them is with the sports balls. Interesting. Yeah. And then every ten levels, there's a boss, which is usually a giant fruit, like a watermelon, a bunch of grapes, a peach, and so on. And you just have to hit them with the sports balls repeatedly until you beat them. (laughs) That's an interesting way to, like, throw, I guess, bullets, which are sports balls. Yeah. Quote, unquote. They kind of took inspiration from, like, uh, Super Buster Brothers and Bubble Bobble. Yeah, well, I thought Bubble Bobble instantly when you said different size bubbles. Yeah. So. Yeah, in Japan he was named Jiro, and he was, like, this really popular cartoon character. That's so much better than Spanky. Yeah. (laughs) Just changed it to Spanky's Quest here. You know... They're like, oh, monkey, spank the monkey. <laughs> That's why they named it that way. That's exactly what they named it for. Uh-huh. It's Which original I kinda name. I kind of like, but... It's... Over in Japan, its original name was Monkey's Reflections, Mr. Jiro's Great Adventure. Monkey's Reflections? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That sounds profound. <laughs> Is I, that actually was like what I was thinking? Like this sounds very not to be stereotypical about it. I know like the sliver of Japanese like culture that we get is probably very uh, not really representative of what it's actually like in Japan. I've never been there, but like you know that that just sounds right. very Japanese. The uh, the the sort of chaos of it. Uh, I was like, <laughs> this has to be a Japanese game. Yeah. I love that sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> so after you make it through the first 50 stages and five bosses, then the end of the 50 game... 50 stages? Yeah. Piece of cake. I guess that is an adventure. <laughs> it's, it's like a tower. I don't know. The game doesn't explain it, but I read that like Jiro gets kidnapped by the witch, who's the final boss. And so you're just escaping this tower that you're being held captive in. And yeah, the final boss is a witch. She flies back and forth as a big witch, and you hit her with the balls. And she shrinks down into a tiny witch, and you hit her with balls until she turns into a crow up in the air. 
And then you gotta keep hitting her with balls as she switches <laughs> from crow to little tiny witch. I had trouble gotta... hitting the crow with my balls. So. <laughs> so I swear, I was playing this last boss fight for an hour because I was just having trouble hitting the crow. I was like, man, am I with doing something balls. wrong? <laughs> I went and looked it up and said, no, just keep hitting her. And then I won like five minutes later. Oh, wow. You just mm-hmm. gotta pummel up the. You gotta just pummel this witch with your balls, huh? I probably should have worked on hitting her with the volleyball, the third form, rather than the fourth form, because that one sits there and hits her more and more. Uh, are there any toilets or jars or jugs in this game? There are not, but this monkey's going to have some juicy shits after all these fruits. <laughs> <laughs> and monkeys just go wherever the fuck they want, because mm-hmm. they're monkeys. Anything else? Besides just hitting a witch with your balls? Um, no. No, just... I mean, you're a monkey throwing bubbles and balls, so... There's probably shit in those bubbles, honestly. Or piss. Where's this monkey getting all these basketballs from? Dude, I worked at the zoo. Apes are pretty <laughs> disgusting animals. Especially when people start staring at them. They really, like, up the nastiness. Hmm, There's a viral video of the zoo, our (laughs) local zoo, where this granny gets, like, a shit thrown on her face. Well, the chimp throws shit, and it hit this old lady, (laughs) and she has, like, shit on her nose. (laughs) That digressed quickly. (laughs) Yeah, Jiro, I think, is a mystical smart monkey, so I take that back. Jiro isn't throwing poop. What if that... That chimpanzee at the zoo is pretty smart. It's like, why are you looking at me? Let me throw some shit at you. Go away. <laughs> no, if that chimp is living at the Grand Rapids John Ball Zoo, then he's probably dumb. No. Yeah, he should He should move somewhere. If he was smart, he'd move somewhere oh, else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that's it for my game. Hey, Ginger. <laughs> Yeah. What game you play? I play Hollywood Squares for the Wii. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheesy. So this is like like the game show. There's people in the squares. Well, the game only has four actual actors, actors that are in it. Kathy Griffith is in it. <laughs> like, hell yes. Um, Martin Mull. Help me, Willie. Brad Garrett. Yeah, Brad Garrett. And what's the other one? Um, I looked the shit up, and I can't fucking remember. (laughs) Does it start with a T? Uh, maybe. Is Brad Garrett the dude from, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? The brother? Yep. Yep. Martin Mull. That was the other guy. I said Martin Mull. You said Martin Mull? Damn it. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jeffrey Tambor. Oh yeah. Ooh. Star power. <laughs> right. I'm really happy that Kathy Griffith is in it. Like people shit on her. I mean, she's done some weird shit, but so I really does... love the whole trumpet thing. Uh, so how does Hollywood Squares work? So you get a 
it's basically tic-tac-toe, and then you ask whatever celebrity a yes or no question. And if they get it right... Well, well, they answer a question. They and answer then, a question. And then you have to say whether or not they're right. That's what it is. Yeah. This game, you can pick your own avatar. They have multiple different avatars, which is pretty great. No customization, no. but whatever, who cares? No, it doesn't matter. It's it's a fun game that everyone can play, really. Yeah, but, well, the everyone can play it part is true, but fun, really? <laughs> no, it's when you actually play, so dumb. When you play tic-tac-toe, <laughs> the nine squares, only the center one is the celebrity with video clips. <laughs> That's true. And the other eight people around are... Name like randomly named computer characters that don't have any <laughs> video clips. So you play a whole round of tic tac toe and answer nine questions, and you get one like twelve second video <laughs> clip. You're like, oh shit! I got. I hope I get Kathy Griffin next game because you get the same person. I think they picked Jeffrey Tambor a lot, and um there's no way to pick who your celebrity is in the middle so you just have to play over and over again at random i mean me and you have had fun playing this just like (laughs) mocking the shit out of the game (laughs) (laughs) just like laughing at how cheesy it is so that's why it's fun yeah it might not be a fun like (laughs) game but playing it with someone that you can talk shit kind of like a MST3K, that's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. I imagine in those little squares, them sitting on toilets. (laughs) I know they're not, because I've seen the show when I was a kid, but I really want it to happen. What are they sitting on? Stools. Stool. (laughs) 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 Oh. They have water. Water. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's a simple game. Two-player or against the uh, computer. Mm. Super simple game. We should put it in to, like, just laugh at it. I don't know. I bought that because I went to the video game store looking for a copy of a Press Your Luck video game. I couldn't find Press Your Luck, (laughs) and I came home with Hollywood Squares. It was not a good choice. I don't want to put it back in, Ginger. <laughs> um, okay, we won't have to. Mamma mia! <laughs> Alright, Haas, what game you play? Well, I am not much of a video game man, which is like, kind of a bummer because I, uh, especially right now, I don't have a job, so I have like all this time that I could be playing video games, but <laughs> I, um, you know, I really, I think... The spot in my life that a lot of people fill with video games, I fill with, uh, like, playing with GarageBand and, like, making, like, just really dumb, silly (laughs) songs a lot of the time, Um, which is kind of, it's very video game-like, I guess, you know, playing the virtual instruments and stuff, but... My my girlfriend is really into, like, that's definitely a reversal of the, the stereotype of the, like... You know, the boyfriend is on the couch playing video games all day, and the girlfriend's like, oh, uh-huh. you pay attention to me. It's like the other way around with us. 
Um, cause <laughs> she's like really into those, like, uh, I don't mean she doesn't pay attention. She's, she's very sweet, but you know, <laughs> no, um, it's, it's um, funny though. <laughs> But uh, she plays like um, she's really into those like Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, um, those sort of games that seem to me no shade on anybody who likes those. But they seem very <laughs> boring to me. Like, I don't really see how people get into those. But like, um, it's like item management. Yes. <laughs> I think people find it like relaxing, just sort of like living another life. I totally understand like why, you know, people can get into that. I'm like definitely. I the- need to get your girlfriend to my island, Dick Shadow. Dick Shadow. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll let her know. I know we've actually <laughs> talked on Twitter before about, uh, you know, because she plays Animal Crossing all the time. And I know you've mentioned it and I've been yep. like, oh. That's like a game. She's always like playing it with her sister, who her sister and mom are actually in town right now. They're out uh, at a zoo actually nice. right now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so there's apparently there's a zoo here. We haven't been to it yet, but I don't know. My in my experience, when you go to a zoo in a like very small town, it's often very like sad and depressing. Uh, what they consider a zoo, but um, we won't yeah. go into that. But. Uh, mm-hmm. The hopefully that's not the case down here, but we'll see what they say. Right. Um, but uh, I am definitely like on the opposite end of the spectrum, and like uh, the maybe in some ways, as far as like it's like she really likes those games where you have like lots of items and you're like you know doing farming or some kind of like cultivating a thing. Um, building yeah yeah she loves the sims she also loves those games and i'm more does she like, play minecraft uh no she doesn't but actually what what is systems is that a pc game i think it's, it's on, on PC. everything it's on everything you can play it's it on a lot of building okay pc mobile console whatever i refuse to get into it um, <laughs> it seems like something that could suck you in. I've seen some cool, uh, like YouTubers have like, uh, interesting, um, there's like one guy folding ideas has this great YouTube channel that, uh, he's done a few things where he used Minecraft, like as a, uh, metaphor for certain things. And, um, that was pretty interesting, but like, yeah. I'm, I, I could kind of see myself getting into something like that but i'm more into like like i love probably my favorite video game of all time is skate three so like just a very nice. like straightforward kind of like something that you can either sit down and get sucked into for three hours or you can like play for 15 minutes and just to like kill some time it's another reason i love like like spider-man any spider-man video game uh, especially i haven't played the new miles morales one but like um that's Actually, the only reason I got a PS4 was because I saw, like, (laughs) gameplay of that Spider-Man game. And it's, like, that is, like, one of the most fun things in the world to me is just swinging around in a Spider-Man game. Um, It's definitely something I love that I had to get used to watching Will playing that. I was, like, a few times when he was flinging around, I'm, like, whoa, whoa. Like, (laughs) I don't have vertigo, but a few times in that fucking game caused slight vertigo it was weird yeah if you have a big enough screen for sure it like really does kind of <laughs> feel it would be a fun thing to like have a vr i'm sure there's a vr version of that that you can or you know no. something like that you can do <laughs> will's <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we have a vr tetris game we haven't talked about that would nope it already fucks with me 
too much playing it regularly, like well, VR. We have it on the Xbox, and the Xbox doesn't have VR capabilities. That we don't have that Tetris game on the PlayStation. No, but didn't it say it was VR? If you get the PlayStation version, you can oh, okay. play it in PSVR. But there's no XBVR. No, I wouldn't <laughs> want to. <laughs> there's other games I would like to play VR, but yeah, I the the VR thing is intriguing to me. Um, but you know, it's. I'm I'm sure I could get into like you know RPGs and that. I, when I was younger, I definitely played some RPG style games. I think probably uh, like the Zelda games aren't really considered RPGs exactly, but they're kind of in that same realm, right? Um, so I they, you know that seems are. like a, a fun thing to do via via VR. But like that's one thing. Like I was, you know, um, I. I will every now and then, you know, we have a Switch here in the house, obviously, and a PS4, and I'll, like, pick it up every now and then and try to get into something. Sometimes I can get, like, a couple hours into, like, a story-based game, but I have never really since, like, I guess, you know, the Spider-Man <laughs> game is, like, it is a story, but it's a very light and, like, kind of short story um, the, I, I've always felt like with video games, you know, I'm a, you know, I was an English major in college and have like taught high school English. And, uh, I have always felt like, and you know, I just love like consuming different types of art. I've always felt like I was kind of like missing out on a whole genre of like narrative art form by not really like ever getting into a mass effect or some game like that. Mm -hmm. That's like really like 20 <laughs> hours kind of thing that sucks you in. I so. bet. You would like the game Gris. I've heard of that before. What is it? Remind me what that is. It's a Ugh. it's a beautiful art game. You're this per, you're this It's a side scrolling a side scrolling yes. platformer. Okay. Puzzle, I like those. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Like it's like watercolor art style and you like wake up flowers and it's it's really pretty. It's very chill. Like, it's yeah. not, like... It's exploration and discovery. It's not, like, an action-heavy game. So. Okay. Because I also it's like really the... Pretty. Like, uh, um, you know, the, I'm... I'm a very uh, pacifistic, nonviolent person, but you know my psy inner psychopath does come out, or that's probably not. That might be like ableist or something against psycho. I don't know. Like my inner, like just bad person comes out uh, when uh, I play like a Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption. Like I, I really love it's those. It's like the sort yin of and yang. Yes, exactly. Like mm -hmm. just running the around balance. and going on killing sprees and stuff is fun. I, I never do the Skyrim. missions in those games, but. <laughs> Is Skyrim something you can do that with? Like, just kind of be a weirdo running around? Oh, you will fuck up the storyline if you care. <laughs> but you can go, if you're at a high enough level, you can just fucking slaughter people. Sounds just like slaughter fun. them. Um, it's fun because you can play mm. with, like, dragons. I usually play as an Argonian, which is a lizard person. Because when you're at a low level, dragons will come and kick your ass. But you can swim underwater as an Argonian and <laughs> run away from the dragons. You can breathe underwater, so you yeah. can stay hidden down there. <laughs> Hell that's yeah. a fun game. Yeah, I really awesome. like that game. It taught me how to save a lot. Save your game a lot <laughs> in that game. <laughs> so you were talking about Skate 3. What system is that for? 
Um, I used to have a an X. I still have the game actually. I had an Xbox 360. I think is the most up to date, and that's also my favorite controller. Is the Xbox style where the joysticks are the the thumb joysticks are like diagonal from one another. I much prefer yeah. that to the PlayStation style controller where they're right next to each other because I always accidentally like mash one that I'm not meaning to. <laughs> um, and I think the, the, I, I used to be really into skateboarding, um, you know, back when the, in the, the nineties, early two thousands, when it was like, that was, you know, hot shit to be into skateboarding. Um, <laughs> I and so I, you know, was never really that good at it, but you know, I always like loved the Tony Hawk games and stuff. And uh, then, um, you know, several years ago, I got um, my like my roommate had an Xbox that we, you know, a, a 360, and I played, started playing Skate Three on that. Um, is that was a Mario sound, right? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> I, earlier i heard a uh, sonic that was another one of like my favorite game i mean the sonic <laughs> games are just so the the side-scrolling ones the the i grew up on a genesis so me too i i love sonic 2 sonic 1 sucks <laughs> i was always sonic 3 was always mine Sonic 3 is good. Like, Sonic and Knuckles as mm. well. When you have the cartridge, you can put the other cartridges in. So fucking cool. Yeah. Those were rad as hell. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I the the thing about the, the skate games that's, like, so... They're so drastically different from the Tony Hawk games. Like, Tony Hawk has this, like, wish fulfillment sort of crazy element to it where you can just, like, you know, you can grind on telephone poles and jump from building to building and like, you know, combine all these tricks together. That's like completely just impossible to do in real life. And skate is like kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Those games are more like they actually like factor in the mechanics and the physics of like what you have to do. And so it's kind of like your thumb, each thumb is a, represents a foot. And so it's kind of one of those things that it does kind of reward if you know, have a basic idea of like how the physics of skateboarding works um, and how, like how to do certain tricks and stuff, because like, you know, they're basically you're have an analog of your uh, like, you know, your thumbs are each of your feet. And it's, it would also actually maybe be a way to not learn how to skateboard really, but learn how the tricks work. I think it could maybe teach you a little bit of that right. playing that game, but it's very realistic. So if it's realistic, are there toilets in this? <laughs> it's not that realistic. That's that, you know, that, <laughs> I always, uh, when I was a kid, my sister and I, our thing was always, if we'd be like be playing a baseball game, we were always like, why can't you just like run into the bleachers and start like hitting people with baseball bats? And which is why I think those <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, like sandbox type games were definitely like made for people like us. <clears throat> just uh -huh. wanting to cause chaos. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to play by your rules. Well, and that's the fun thing about, you know, the games that will let you do that. You can't really do that in real life, but you can go in a game and just, like, slaughter a whole town. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun, like, when I played Watch Dogs, and in Watch Dogs you can hack streetlights and cars and everything, so you could, like, make call in gangs on cops and, like, tell, <laughs> tell the cops radios not to call in for backup. Then you could like make their car start driving all by itself, and then you could make all the traffic, all the lights green, so the cars come in and crash into each other. I think I have a copy of that game actually that I have not uh, tried yet. My my girlfriend's oh. 
brother is um uh really into video games and we kind of had a trade he's he's younger you know he's like college age uh, i think he's a yeah. senior about to start his senior year <clears throat> but we we kind of nice. had a, a little trade-off when um i was uh we were living with them you know during the pandemic and a little bit before that uh with her family in their like big suburban house living in their basement her brother when he come home from college would like recommend games to me and uh, i actually got him into playing bass uh recently so we've had some trade-off and also he's a fucking amazing writer and i'm like actually kind of low-key super jealous of that's a whole other topic here but like Mm -hmm. i feel like he uh, (laughs) this is like a scoop y'all that this this kid like he has no idea how good of a writer he is he gave me a like because you know i'm the english teacher so like he gave me a uh, a short story, a sci-fi short story he had written to like proofread and edit for him. And I was just like, my mouth was like on the floor the whole time. Like, holy shit, I don't think anybody knows how good this is. And I, I was really at that point, I felt like where I could like maybe uh, use it to my own ends or something. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't. I told him how good it is. And I still don't think he understands or that anybody really understands like how how good it is because i don't know if anybody else has read it yet but um yeah so (laughs) that's that's beside the point that's exciting though yeah very exciting i'm really hoping to i i recommended a couple of uh like ray bradbury's uh, zen and the uh art of writing which is the best book on writing i've ever read um that is really like if you want and creativity and art in general like if you really want to get like inspired to like make some shit and with like a childlike wonder like Ray Bradbury is the perfect person to like just really, you know, talk about how it's like it has to be fun first and foremost. And I've always thought he was just such a great balance between like a uh, sort of a writer that literary critics can talk about in depth and, you know, writes with profundity, but also has this like mass appeal because he never loses sight of the fun element. Anyway, um, see, once you pull my <laughs> string, I could really like go forever. Um, it's but, okay. But yeah, um I uh so that's the the Watch Dogs game. I I've been uh that was how I eventually got there. Uh but uh the um <laughs> I I've, I've been wanting to play and that's one thing I wanted to come on when I was coming. I know we've been going for a while. I don't want to like take up like too much else time. But um and no, like I say no I No worries. This is great. Um but <laughs> I uh am curious. I thought that maybe that was something y'all could give me some like recommendations for stuff that if I kind of gave you an idea of games that I like, the type of games I like, but also that I want to like, you know, reach a new level of appreciation of video games. Like I said, I feel like I'm kind of missing out on an art form. Um, is Watch Dogs a, a good one for that? If you're looking for like a uh, open world game, specifically, I got Watch Dogs 2 free through PlayStation Plus. And I wasn't really, ex- I decided to try it out. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but I enjoyed the storyline where you're like with these underground hacking group. Um, you can 3D print your own stuff. You get all these hacking abilities through your super phone to go throughout the city. And there's lots of, uh, climbing and stuff involved too. You can take over cranes and lift yourself up mm-hmm. to, window lifts you can control those if you need to get up on top of buildings to do stuff that sounds really up my alley actually 
there's stealth missions, there's shooting, um, and there's one, there's also graffiti, where you gotta go and do graffiti <clears throat> around the city of actual San Francisco. Mm. Yep. There's a s- Switch game. It's kind of, it's a little more heavy, but it's called Lydia, and it's about a little girl who you see the effects of her parents partying and you can kind of choose. It's a story game, so there's not too much interaction, but the art is really interesting, and I think they do a really good job in that game, kind of talking about the hard points of what can happen when you have parents who are addicts. Hmm. And I really like the art. It's a really cool art game. I haven't played the uh, downloadable content yet because they had some downloadable content, but that it's a little heavy, <laughs> but, sure. but it's still, I, I really like the fact that games are hitting those heavy points mm-hmm. because, I mean, I'm a child of two parents that were addicts and it really affected me in some not so nice ways. But I'm in a better place now, so that I really liked that one for like kind of a story game. That sounds awesome. Yeah, no, that I things like that uh, where I mean that that's kind of a convergence, I guess, of like uh, you know artistic and like sort of a, a utility of addressing like mental health issues comes in, mm-hmm. and that's I, I think something that like there's so much potential for in video games that you know a lot of the artistic potential i think people have started to realize over you know in recent more recent times um it's become like more of a legitimate like people consider it an art form um but yeah i think there's like also a lot of stuff for like gamifying i know games like minecraft you know there's like a design element involved but like just like different sorts of things that you know with technology as advanced as it is like that you could really kind of gamify something like addressing people's mental health needs or like having or you know something as practical as like building teaching people how to build like infrastructure or something like that you know yeah I believe What Remains of Edith Finch talks about suicide and other death. So that's another kind of one I haven't played, but a few uh, friends of ours have. So it's really nice to see stuff actually hitting points that happen in people's lives. Like, and it might help Mm -hmm. them. Sure. Were you asking for heavy recommendations? Did I miss something? <laughs> no, just recommendations. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, and Animal Crossing. You wanted to. <laughs> you wanted to. Is there like a specific genre or type of game that you're think or looking for? Well, um, you know, I started playing. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda because I think it was like free the first 10 hours of it were free on I'm a big <laughs> sci-fi person on uh, yeah the PlayStation Network or whatever um, mm-hmm. so I love science fiction stuff and that I had some fun with that but I always hit with those narrative games like I'll always hit a point where I'm like I just maybe it's just my ADD or something like I'll just hit a point where I'm like okay I don't know what to do now like what am I I'm like running around in circles and I'm like <laughs> is there like a something puzzle I have to do now or and I like can't that always okay. happens to me in like every game Red Dead Redemption the Andromeda or the um, Mass Effect game um, so Hades Hades yeah, is Hades. a fun beat em up 
Okay. It's uh, also, it's a really beautiful game, and it's a lot of Greek mythology. So you're Zagreus, and you're going to find your mom. You have to escape Hades and get up to the surface to find your mom. That sounds really cool. I've... That's really action-heavy twitchy. It's very action-heavy, <laughs> okay. but at, I mean, at first you'll die a lot, and <laughs> okay. then you'll get... You'll get add-ons and other stuff, but the cell shading, the the randomize, it's kind of like a randomized dungeon crawler, but also a beat-em-up. It's a beautiful game. I know, I heard y'all uh, talking about the, I've always thought those, uh, on. I think it was the most recent episodes, you were talking about the Telltale games um the walking dead yeah. ones and stuff and i've always seen those, those and cool. thought those those seem like they would be like there's a lot of potential for them to be really awesome but like i don't know if my attention span like if i can really like get into one of those but that but you know it's i feel like it is one of those especially just like nowadays there's so much i'm always like listening to an audiobook or podcast or something so it's like i feel like uh those those games that do have those like heavy storylines or that are just more like heavy on the, this is like a narrative, like art piece or whatever. Um, you know, you can't really be like fully appreciate those. If you have like a headphone and one ear listening to, you know, fucking hardcore <laughs> history or something. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> Normally I like like old school arcade style action games. Cause then I can have a podcast going and, you know, I don't yep. need to pay too much attention to the narration. But mm-hmm. lately, playing through the Telltale Walking Dead games and the Yakuza games that I've been playing, where I have to read all the subtitles for all the Japanese, and that's kind of like a cross between, I would say, like a Telltale story game and Grand Theft Auto, because you're like Yakuza? in an open neighborhood, but there's like hours of dialogue, too, that you can read and skip through. And I have to be like, all right, today I'm going to play this game so I can't listen to a podcast while I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need something like that. Because it's like really the only time I'm not either listening to a podcast or, you know, if I'm watching YouTube videos or movie or whatever, like um, that I don't have audio going is like right before bed when I'm like reading a novel. That's the only time it's quiet (laughs) really right now. (laughs) That's fair. I know, yeah, that um, that Lydia one, I mean, there's some reading, but you could probably, you could probably listen to a podcast. Same with, I mean... You wouldn't want to listen to a podcast while you're playing that story-driven, dialogue-based no. game. But yeah. I also, I still do with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of ones. Like know, Octo, I... Octopath Traveler. Yeah. I haven't really listened to much of that game. I listen to podcasts. <laughs> Well, I ignored a lot of podcasts while I was playing Yakuza Zero, so Aww. they still got the listen. Don't I won't not saying who I ignored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all. I mean, I don't. If you actually uh, listen to actually, you know, my podcast, I I would prefer people listen to it. Put a lot of uh, time into making it, but <laughs> that. Yeah. But I always uh-huh. do say on the show, like, hey, if you even if you just like let it play, like turn the volume down and let it play. What you know, I'm a nice guy. Why? Why would you not do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least play it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We should move on to recommendations, right? Sure. Or should I say? 
Recommendations. <laughs> do too. <laughs> what you got, Will? Me? I'm going to recommend The Grey Rooms. We only started listening to it today, but it's a narrative horror podcast from about <sighs> three years ago, and they're like uh, thrilling, pulse-pounding, like very get-you-anxious horror stories. Uh, yeah, I actually was like, can we listen to something else? Because my anxiety. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it was good, but I was just like, eee. It's just the gray rooms are just like different rooms in hell. And like these narrations are just like people. Yeah, one was about a guy who's going skydiving and loves skydiving. And like the last half of the story is him. And as he's falling and as his different shoots don't come out. And like first it doesn't his regular shoot and as he's narrating what's supposed to happen and then what doesn't happen and then before he falls to his death at the end of it. The other one we listened to was about like a cleaning lady at a museum where they were uh, like a spider got loose out of an, an exhibit. Huh. She was a custodian and there were spiders in the vacuum and a bunch of baby spiders came out of the vacuum and <gasps> she ended up getting killed by the baby spiders and the spider that got loose. And the spider wasn't the problem for me. It was the description of flesh tearing and, and then the, shit. the background sound effects that they put in there, too, that sound like tearing flesh. So, yeah, the gray rooms. That's my recommendation. If you want to listen to something like that. All right. I got a recommendation, a podcast. I had to pull it up to read the description. It is called Not Invisible Native Women on the Frontlines. It is a collection of stories gathered through interviews with the courageous Native women from around the world who are standing up to protect the planet and our future from extrative industries, corporate greed, and climate change. So, go listen to Not Invisible, Native Women on the Frontlines. Not Invisible. That actually sounds right up my alley, so I'm writing that one down. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I saw that. Uh, and I think at Instagram, and I went, and I was like, okay, where is it? <laughs> and I could find it on Spotify. Excellent. Hell yeah. Hoss Bossman, do you have a recommendation for us? Um, yes, I'll try to make it quick because I know we've been going for a while and I, I can never decide on one thing. Actually, this is the only only the this is the third other podcast I've ever guested on. And it is the second like full length episode, like full hour that I've done. So um, thank you guys so much for having me on today. Uh, it's Hell yeah. So much fun. Um, but uh, I uh, let's see. So recommendations. Uh, the first thing I'll say is. um that I watched uh, Audition for the first time last night. And I don't know if y'all are big, I mean, obviously, like, uh, horror fans, but, like, Japanese horror, is that something that uh, y'all are into? Um, yes. Yeah. I, I had never really, like, you know, I, I love horror movies, and I my favorite is probably, like, you know, 80s, just uh, body horror kind of stuff, or, like, um, you know, lots of, like, pup, actually, as uh, uh, a YouTube channel I'll, I'll recommend, kind of out of 
the side here is uh, Scaredy Cats, <laughs> which is um, Thought Slime, leftist, great leftist YouTuber, uh, does a, has a whole dedicated channel about uh, horror movies. And he always talks about how much he loves wet puppets. And that's something I really love, too, <laughs> just wet puppets. Uh, so um, I uh, but. This uh, audition, um, if for anybody listening who's not familiar, I know like it's one that has always been on my radar. And uh, as someone who loves, you know, like to kind of push the limits, like I don't know what people call like torture porn and stuff like that. Like those movies, I do like, like Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yes, yeah, like that, and um, you know, the the more toned down uh American stuff, like the hostels, and that people think is like trash. Which I guess in some ways some of those movies are, but like, <laughs> uh, like Human Centipede three. Oh <laughs> sure. no, those those I, I cannot actually do Human Centipede. Through, yeah, um, the most I watched the first movie was when he was making the dots around the mouth. I was like, I can't, I can't, I cannot. <laughs> I, I think the second and third one are actually better, where the first one was a scientist who wanted to do this experiment, but then in the second and third one, it was a like just a normal, creepy dude who was a fan of the scientist and wanted to try and do it, so instead of like having surgical stuff, it's like in a dirty warehouse. Oof. <laughs> instead of three people, does, I think he tries to do like 50 people in the second movie. Or yeah. something like that. That's Maybe it's twenty up. people. I don't know. It's it's way more <laughs> Please people. Can I be the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the end or anyone in the middle. <laughs> yeah. uh, so gross. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <Ross. laughs> um, okay, so the the human centipede, uh, that type of like just a, a weird fucked up concept like that. I always think is like. Uh, fun to test the limits of what I can withstand watching. There are definitely like you know, <laughs> certain, it's like, I don't know. I, a lot of times when, when stuff gets into more of like an emotional kind of territory, sometimes that's like too much for me to take. Like um, the pet cemetery right. movies. I, I watched like the original and the remake and both of which I think are pretty good for different reasons. Um, I actually yeah. started reading the book Pet Cemetery, and I got like maybe a hundred pages in, and I was like, I don't think I can fucking do this. Like, I, it's it's too much it's to hard. be like sit with that. The subject matter of that is is super fucked up and like you know disturbing, and you know it's one thing to to know about it, but to actually like sit with it and experience it is. But anyway, so I you know I like absolutely. The, <laughs> So I'm, I'm I'm more into like kind of the the gory stuff, and I I love like you know I, I'm a big fan of like all types of of art. So like I think it's really cool to see the um I think uh the physical you know puppet tree and that kind of stuff on display, and a lot of those like especially 80s dead alive movies. Yes, I yes. love dead alive. Um, it's my fave. And <laughs> it's uh, so stupid. <laughs> Uh, audition is is one that I never really knew how uh, in depth it was. Like with the, it's definitely a torture movie, um, but it's it's a slow burn Japanese horror. Um, and you know, like I I started getting into Japanese horror movies a few years ago, and really just in general anything that's not American, because it's like once you cycle through a lot of uh, American horror movies, you sort of mm -hmm. reach a point where like you've seen all the tropes, and it takes so much They're more to same. actually, yeah. 
like to to freak you out or like really like sit with you or disturb you or whatever like it takes so much more so you kind of have to start like moving on to harder <laughs> drugs or it's really just about like yeah, we just <laughs> we just recently watched a great uh pakistani zombie movie what was that called yeah. uh dead ground yeah Ooh, i'll check that out too pack i don't think i've ever seen a pakistani anything we got it on netflix dvd it was actually way better than I was expecting. It had some cheesiness in it. The gore was cheesy, but done well. Yeah. It was like half, um, now do they speak Farsi? Pakistan, it, Urdu, I believe is the Urdu? main language they speak in Pakistan. They spoke okay. English and maybe half to 70% of the time in the movie. Yeah. And the other 30, 40% was subtitled. But it was it was really cool. Uh-huh. It, it was better than I expected. Across, we've seen... It was like a cross between like a Middle Eastern Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a Night of the Living Dead yeah. in one. Sounds awesome. Because we've seen some really bad, bad <laughs> zombie movies. <sighs> zombie movies are, that's a genre that really started uh basically when the walking dead started getting boring was when i was like i just every now and then you i do see one that's really good though like uh train to busan is obviously that's good Uh awesome Um, one cut of the dead is amazing and it's on shutter and it's a japanese zombie movie it is a little Mm -hmm. slow to get going Mm -hmm. but it is fucking amazing it's my favorite zombie movie One I'll definitely cut of check the dead. that one out too. Yeah, one cut of the dead. I've got mm-hmm. a huge list of uh, recommendations from this whole episode here now. <laughs> um, my girlfriend and I were always looking for new horror movies to watch, but yeah, we watched Audition um, on on Shutter. If you, uh, um, I don't know if y'all. One of my favorite things about Shutter is they have this uh, like Shutter TV feature, which not having television yeah. or like you know satellite or anything right now or cable like uh it's kind of that choice paralysis thing of like you know you can't decide on what to watch like basically we have a rule that is it, when we turn on shutter tv there's three channels and basically like if we mm-hmm. tune into something right as it's starting we have to like try to finish it um and uh, that was how we started watching. We fell asleep during it, but we started watching Audition a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and last night we we actually like finished it on. Um, that's another thing we really love is that that it's reminiscent of uh, TV. Watching TV is like you know the dinner and a movie type like movie night on networks and stuff is uh, the the right. last the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs. Have y'all ever watched that? Yeah, we like it. I know sometimes Joe Bob has some questionable shit that he wants to say, but I love how Darcy is like, no. Yes. Um, I love her. I uh, actually read uh, a blog post. She follows me on Twitter, Darcy the Mail Girl. Um, She follows me on Twitter, too. (laughs) Yep, all of us. (laughs) She's her and her alternate. Um, She is so wonderful. And I I, I read a a blog post about um, uh, like body shaming that she had written Mm -hmm. that was like just really beautiful and like this personal account. And I uh, reached out to her. It was around last Halloween, actually. Uh, 
asking her to come on breadsheet and we were going back and forth like she was like had agreed to do it and we had a time set up but then had to cancel it and we never actually got it going so i'm waiting for when um <laughs> when they're like ramping up to Holy the next shit. uh set of uh, episodes of that show to ask her to come on again um because I wanted to talk about nice. that, you know, because breadsheet, we, we, I try to do like political or social kind of topics. Mostly, sometimes we just talk about like pop culture shit, but like. Um, we were going to tell you to plug your stuff, but you're doing it already, <laughs> oh, yeah. which no, is sorry. awesome. I, I <laughs> no, mean, no, I mean don't be turn sorry. It into a plug, but, uh, no, the, uh, we were going to let you do it anyways. So <laughs> fuck but, yeah, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> um, but she, but I just, I wanted to talk to her just because she had, I think that that's, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about those, those more kind of like, so we, we mostly will talk about, like, I'll talk with people about socialism and, you know, anti-imperialism yes. and stuff. And those like more personal sort of issues that I think are just as much a part of like being a progressive person, uh, um, don't we don't really touch on those as much. And I thought that, you know, talking about like being body shaming and stuff like that would be like mm -hmm. a welcome topic on, on the show. But, um, she, you know, something I do like about, uh, Joe Bob is I think he's like kind of a good balance between like, sometimes he says questionable stuff, but it's kind of like, eh, he's an old, you know, Texan dude. When he really like okay, starts, boomer. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Kinda, you can kind of write a lot of it off that way. Um, but he also like I, he, he generally is like kind of on the the right side of things. Like, um, and you know, just sometimes he'll have like an out of date take or whatever. And uh, he's but he seems like a, a decent dude. And also the way that I've seen yeah. like the interactions with him and Darcy and like what she yeah. I've read some stuff she said about him and how he's like super supportive when people are like harassing her online and stuff. Like seems like he has like a really, a really, uh, a good, a good heart. And, um, you know, uh, and I think like last night when we were watching uh, audition, we watched it on because there was an episode with, uh, of last drive-in um where they featured that and so like we if we're interested in watching a movie we definitely like to watch it on that because like their commentary uh -huh. is fun and everything and um he just like started toward the end uh, talking about like his interpretations of like the themes of like how you know the 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 feminist themes and like the problematic elements in the movie and how it like says a lot about and speaks to and explores like how uh men have un bad expectations about women and women have bad expectations about men and it's like you know he seems like oh just good old boy texan guy but when he really starts like getting like talking about the artistic merit of yeah. stuff it's like damn this is like the kind of shit yeah. that like english majors talk about like this is not like <laughs> and like film <laughs> students and stuff like this is not when you look at this guy, you would not think that he has this level of no. profundity in That's him. That's funny. I almost, for my real life XP this episode, I almost talked about skipping Smash Brothers last Friday to watch the the Maniac Cop broadcast with Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, ooh, yeah. Bruce Campbell. We love Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. He's one of, the, but one of the greats. I really, I would, I read that as well from Darcy, and I really. I'm, I really am appreciative of her for being body, body positive. I follow a lot of larger women too on Instagram and they go through it 
as well. And I think just everyone goes through some kind of body shaming on the internet and it's so fucking stupid. And I hate it. I have too. Like, I, I easily block people because I share my yoga practice online and I'm public. So, oh yeah, I've either blocked quickly or went off on people. It just kind of matters on how you're feeling that time. The body shaming she gets, I'm not diminishing it at all. It's fucked up. There's people out there that get it even worse. Sure. I want the day for that to end because <laughs> our bodies are all different and society needs to stop telling us that us women have to be 5'10 skinny and blonde because most of us cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I think that uh, that's, uh, you know, one thing that I think her being, an, <laughs> a, 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 I guess you would under the umbrella of sex worker, you know, being an adult uh, actress. Oh, most definitely. Like, there's definitely a lot of unique stuff that comes with that. And, you know, she, uh, in that, talking about that topic, like, uh, I remember a few years ago, there was this book published about, like, Google searches and, like, porn searches online. And there was all this really interesting data in that, like, that was, like, about how people in, of course, like, as kind of predictably would probably surprise some people but like people in the most religious conservative areas were the ones who were most likely to like search for incest porn and like you know the the stuff that i think the vast majority of people would say is like objectively like kind is of icky. Uh, yeah <laughs> um and <laughs> You know, not to kink shame or anything like that, but I think like, you know, there's uh, probably people, any anybody has a line. But anyway, uh, not to get into too much detail on that, but I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I will kink shame incest because <laughs> that is um, like a fucked up thing that people need to get help with. <laughs> sure. Like, um, but there's also people who were like fat shame and they'll be the first ones to look up a very large person in porn. Yes. It's whatever is most uh, forbidden. Like, uh, southern mm -hmm. states have the most searches for uh, black women in porn. Yes. Yeah. There, Lots of uh, interesting data came out about that. And, like, one of the things that um, the guy who wrote that book, like, uh, listening to an interview with him, one of the things he said was that, like, one of the m things that, like, would probably surprise most people is that, like, people are, like the standard standards of beauty that we have as a society don't actually seem to be what the vast majority of people find attractive. Like there's a very narrow exactly. sliver. And just like you said, you know, it's like people will like in their like friend circles or whatever, or just like publicly facing will be like, no, I'm only attracted to five, 10 skinny blonde, whatever big boobs are. But then like the types right. of searches, like the variety of like body types that people are attracted to is like, you would be like really surprised at that. And it's like, I think more people need to know about that, that like, you know, right. no matter who you are, <laughs> there are people out there who think you are fucking hot. And like, you know, that's, I think our media does not uh, really convey that message enough. Fuck and I, no. <laughs> they convey the bullshit, a boomer narrative. They honestly do. Perso yeah. All right. Definitely. Before the end of our show, <laughs> Haas Bossman, do you want to plug your breadsheets uh, podcast uh, and your social media? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, a little bit more. And I'll try to be real quick about it. Okay. Uh, oh, the, the recommendation was audition with a huge caveat. It is torture. And I was, uh, I gave the list of things I like just to emphasize that it was very hard to watch for me. And I had to close my eyes and look away many times, especially in the climax of that movie. I was not expecting it to be as it doesn't really show that much. It's not bloody at all. It is fucking hard to watch. Anyway, um, and audition. Said it's on Shutter. That's good news. Uh, yes, it's on <laughs> yeah. Shutter. And if you like awesome. that sort of throwback, uh, the the last drive-in, like we were just talking about, would I recommend that? Um, I think it's uh fun to sort of have like commercial breaks and just watch things a little bit differently than you were used to with streaming and stuff. Um, but right. uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for having me on uh, my uh, fake Thanks internet for name. <laughs> um, my 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 fake internet name is Haas Bossman, uh, and uh, it is pronounced like Bossman as one word, like it's a name. And uh, I um, uh, my podcast is a breadsheet. That is like kind of my uh, the thing that I probably put the most. I don't know. I've been I've been making YouTube videos too, like video essays about either politics or pop culture stuff, and um, I've been putting a lot more time into those. So um, I uh, make original music and I interview people, usually like people who are on the left politically, but also I like try to you know artists, comedians, and uh, anybody I can get who I'm like interested in talking to, um, even if they're not like leftists or whatever. If I think they have like an interesting <laughs> uh, you know take, I'm not. It's not exclusive to that. Um, but, uh, if you ask Twitter, leftist is being bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some Twitter. (laughs) Well, and I mean, I think there's a lot of like media. I love a lot of, uh, progressive leftist socialists, like media out there. And I'm definitely, I would consider myself like an anarchist socialist. Oh yeah. Um, but I, but I think there's a lot of still just gatekeeping and stuff and like people who it's like, oh, you fucking <laughs> rad libs or whatever. And it's like, I, you know, I think people have bad takes and I, I, I don't, I think we need to be, you know, that's one thing that I, uh, the podcast, I kind of try to like bring conversations around to talking about art and politics and also just like political communication and how to like, you know, communicate uh, political ideas, especially more abstract ones and stuff um, with like various mm-hmm. types of political communicators. Um, and um, my uh, my YouTube channel is just Haas Bossman. Um, and it's like uh, I, I actually I'm doing a new thing where I'm going to start talking. I'm a songwriter and a musician. So like I uh, thought I would like kind of start applying my that lens and the English teachery stuff to uh, talking about some political songs. I also love like political uh, punk rock and hip hop music. And um, so oh, um, yeah. Starting to, I'm doing one on uh, the Propagandi song "Fixed Frequencies." That's another recommendation, of course. Propagandi, one of the greatest political bands of all time, and there's a podcast. A that's one of the only other podcasts I've been on, song by song podcast about them <laughs> called um, uh, "Unscripted Moments," a podcast about Propagandi. Those guys are fantastic. They're also uh, teachers, and it's like a song by song. They put a lot of work and research into it, and it's really really great and uh, I'm doing uh, they haven't done that song fixed frequencies yet but I'm doing it right now right I'm editing the video <laughs> like the talking head portion of it and it's like 40 minutes long so um I uh, that's fucking awesome <laughs> it's uh, the song is about uh, Israel Palestine though so I thought now would be an appropriate time and I've always thought it was just a super well done 
well communicated political song. Um, so I'm getting into doing that, but also doing like I tried to do like critical thinking type essays on there uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Twitch, I mostly stream myself playing music songs and um, want to start doing maybe some other stuff. But I'm Haas underscore Bossman on all those places. I also have a Patreon and stuff. Uh, I have a Bandcamp that's uh, the Sounds of Breadsheet. That's Haas Bossman no underscore dot Bandcamp dot com with silly music. <laughs> and electronic music and stuff and like instrumental stuff I make. And then my quote unquote serious music, uh, my old band, the K max, which eventually we're going to release an album we recorded and we never release and go on tour again. But, uh, the K M A C K S dot You can find all that stuff at www.hoss.fun. I know there's a lot that I just threw at you, but that's why I have. <laughs> no, Haas. that's fun. fine. Um, but you can uh, find the yeah. link in the show notes. Yep. We'll have all that <laughs> shit linked. Okay, and thank you all so much for letting one. me just like go for, <laughs> for especially that last bit with all my different plugs. I I tried to consolidate them down, but it's like you know I don't know. I feel like I always have to say them all, but yeah, thank you all so much. Right, you're a busy man. You got a lot going That's on. Fine. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming mm-hmm. on, and you're welcome back anytime, and we can talk more because it's fun. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Anytime. I'll try to try out some of those games y'all recommended and uh, maybe I'll have some more uh, recent stuff to talk about on that front (laughs) next time. Well, I mean, if you have any questions, you know where to find us. You can reach out anytime. Of course. (laughs) And we would like to thank our patrons. Do you want to list them off, Will, or should I? Sure. Dan the Movie Seller, Mike the Gagney. Uh, the Jedi Drunken Llama is the Grand Rapidian. <laughs> There's another one in there. Oh, my what God, one did Chris, I not say? Chris the Coplane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said it out of order. I forgot one of them. Oh, sometimes I forget, too. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about so much stuff, and then we break to, like, bam, do that. But it's all good. And thank you, Rappy McRapperson, for our intro music. And inadequacy for our outro music. I'm different. <laughs> Wrong one. Humiliation. <laughs> Are you still there? No. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of GRPVG. Yes. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, we are at patreon.com backslash Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Yep. We'll send you stickers every month and we'll shout you out every episode. Yes. Send us an email at grandrapidiansplayvideogames at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can find us on Twitter at grand underscore video and Instagram at Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. You could give us a call at 9167 W I L L I E as 9167. My name, Willie. It's, it's a real number. <laughs> Leave us a message. We'll get back with you. We'll yeah. play it on the air if you want. Yep. And also, if you would like to give us a rating on whatever podcatcher you can, iTunes, Podchaser. <laughs> And send us a picture of your five-star rating, <laughs> and we'll send you some stickers. And you can find us on every platform at, on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Grand Rapidians. Goodbye.